Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Hey there, and thanks for tuning in. In this week's sermon, I explore how often we want to fix things or make things better in our life that are honestly out of our control, and how Jesus gives the disciples a commandment to love one another, and that by focusing on love, we see that the world, piece by piece and day by day, is made into a more beautiful place. I've been doing a lot of reflecting Um, recently on my military service, on my time in the Army. May, the month of May, is a difficult month for me. The month of May um, brings back a lot of memories from my time in Iraq 12 years ago. Hard to believe that it was 12 years ago. When I was in Iraq in 2006 and 2007, um, it was a struggle, to say the least, 2007 was the deadliest year for U.S. service members in the war in Iraq, and I was in the thick of that. In the month of May, the U.S. Army lost 131 soldiers, one of the highest months for casualties in the whole war. And this month, it seems that every other day is an anniversary for me that brings back a hard, difficult memory. And that all sort of culminates this next weekend, actually a week from today, on Sunday, May 26th. Um, I've shared a story in the past, and I'll share it again next week when I preach about losing a good friend in the war on that day. And I've been reflecting a lot recently on my time in the service because this year I'm the parade marshal for the Marymount Memorial Day Parade. It's an honor to do that And I agreed to pass out flyers announcing the parade to every single household in Marymount. And so I've printed up flyers, and Becca and I have been going around door-to-door handing out these flyers. And on these long walks to different um, front porches, I've just been thinking about some of the lessons that I've learned through my military service. And one of those lessons that you learn as a service member is to push your emotions aside temporarily, in order to accomplish whatever task or mission is in front of you, right? You learn pretty quickly that you have to just keep moving forward, especially um, in, a, in a combat environment or an environment that's filled with stress. You learn to bottle things up or rather just to kind of ignore them and to just keep moving forward. And that's really helpful when you're deployed. But it's not at all helpful now. I don't know about you, but I think I've become someone who ignores his emotions. I've learned to sort of just keep moving forward. And that all got exposed for me over the last couple of weeks. When I heard um, while on vacation from Pastor Jonathan that Stephanie Vesper had passed away in a tragic cycling accident, my heart was broken, to say the least. But the news of her tragic passing, um, it was sort of like the floodgates had become opened in my life to a lot 
of grief that I had been ignoring. That event in itself is worth grieving, but it sort of gave passage to a lot of other things that I've looked past. Next to my year in Iraq, this last year for myself and my family has probably been the hardest year we've, we've ever had. It started this time last year when we found out that my father-in-law, Becca's dad, was diagnosed with prostate cancer. And the doctors normally say if you're going to get any kind of cancer as a man, prostate cancer is a good one to get because it's usually very treatable. And in May of last year, he had his prostate removed and we were waiting for some more scans and tests in the months to follow and we learned that because his prostate cancer was an aggressive type, that the cancer had now jumped into his spine, into the bones in his spine. It's been really difficult this last year watching this man that we love struggle, lose a lot of weight, not have control over his bodily systems like he used to, for him to need to leave family events because He's just wiped out of energy. And I know that we're not the only family that has struggled with making sense of cancer. Many of you have lived through this, are living through this right now. Many of you have lost a loved one to cancer. And you know that it's a, it's a journey that's marked by highs because you get, you get some good news and then deep lows, maybe hours or days later. It's been hard to watch my wonderful wife struggle with making sense of her dad and, and this terminal diagnosis. And on top of that, this last September, Becca got injured at work. She was helping a patient and the patient went limp and, and Becca went to, to restrain him to protect his head from hitting a bedpost and, and she hurt her back really bad. And from September through March for six months, Becca was working reduced hours at the hospital trying to get better, but because of a hospital policy at the six-month mark, you either return to full duty or they, they ask you to take a medical leave of absence and apply for workers' comp. And so the hospital doctor didn't feel like she was ready to return to full duty. And so since March, Becca's been off work. And since, since the injury happened almost a year ago now, Becca's been in constant pain. She can't sit on a floor and read a story to Noah in the evening without her leg firing up with nerve pain. She can't sit in a normal chair or in a pew without sharp shooting pain from her back down into her feet. She can't drive in a car for more than 20 minutes without feeling some agony. And it's been really hard. Mostly for her, but honestly hard for me as well. Because I've wanted to fix it, right? And hearing about the news of Stephanie's tragic passing while on vacation, it sort of, it forced me to face this reality, being miles and miles away that I, I, I couldn't sit with Stephanie's family. I, I couldn't be present in the community during those immediate days that, that, that there was nothing that I could really do except pray and, and work on a sermon. It exposed for me that, 
I think often in life, I've chosen to do one of two things. I've chosen to either totally ignore the pain and the grief, the sadness that I feel, or I've chosen to just try to fix problems. And how that doesn't really work, does it? I had a good friend recently remind me in reflecting with them about this struggle to want to take away my father-in-law's pain or my wife's pain, that maybe that's not actually my job. Maybe it's enough to simply love. I'm encouraged this week by our text from Revelation. What a beautiful text. A text that I've found extra meaning in recently. For in Revelation 21, it speaks about this new creation. This brand new thing that God is going to usher in to our world. A new heaven and a new earth where the sea, which represents chaos in the Jewish faith, would be no more. The chaotic, the turbulent, the violent, the painful will be no more for there will be a new Jerusalem, a new city where God will now live with mortals. God will walk among us and God will actively wipe away every tear from our faces. Where mourning and crying and pain will be no more. Where 34-year-old mothers of four will not die tragically. Where young daughters and sons will not go away to war and not come home to their families. Where cancer will be a thing of the past where we will be reunited with our loved ones in the fullness of time through the promise of the resurrection, this new creation, this brand new thing that God promises to bring about. And here's the really good news that I've been clinging to recently. This new creation, this new heaven, this new earth that God promises to bring about, it does not rest on us making it Happen. Do you hear that? You are not responsible for creating the new heaven and the new earth. You are not responsible for fixing what is broken in this world. Ultimately, that is God's job. God is the one who promises to make all things new. When our tears are uncontrollable, when our friends are unconsolable, God is the one who promises through the Holy Spirit, through God's radical power of creation, to make all things new. For God will never grow weary of healing a fractured and broken world. God is the great actor. God is the great creator. God is the great redeemer. And we cling to that promise with everything we have. And that gives us space to be real. That gives us permission to grieve and to cry and to not be okay. Sometimes I think that I've confused or I've misinterpreted my role. So often I want to stand up in front of you and just inspire you or, or offer a word of great hope or great joy. And, and sometimes I do that while ignoring my own pain. But I've been reminded by many of you that it's okay to be real. And as we welcome new members this weekend, I want us to all be reminded 
that what we're really doing here at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church is we are joining our real, authentic lives to one another for the sake of God's mission and vision in the world. We're joining our authentic selves, our real selves, the parts of us that are broken and full of grief and the parts of us that are full of joy and hope and anticipation and together we get to be the body of Christ for one another. I have so appreciated your prayers and your love when I haven't felt like I've really had a prayer. And the strength of this community is found in our obedience not to healing a broken world, but our obedience to the command Jesus gave us. The command Jesus gave the disciples to love one another. To love one another. To hold one another in mercy, in grace, and in peace. You see, we get to join God in the first fruits of this new creation, this new world, not by making everything right, but by loving. And what does love look like? It looks like shedding a tear with our friend in the midst of their pain. It looks like a word of encouragement for somebody when they really need it. It looks like sitting next to someone in the silence of their grief. And so thank you, Prince of Peace, for being that for one another. And thank you for being that for Jonathan and I, two of your leaders. May we all cling to that commandment, to love. Amen? Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.